Hey everybody, welcome back to Dact Talk, where I, your host Dactyl, talk to interesting people, do really interesting things. And with me today, I have a uh, relatively popular YouTuber, I would say, um, at 22,000 subs, uh, and his channel is called Ben Plays VR. Uh, ben, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Hey, yeah, hello there. Uh, and first of all, thanks for having me. It's great to be here. It's fun to chat about this stuff. And um, yeah, I guess uh, elevator pitch about myself. I, um, for the longest time, I was a big skeptic about VR. And, you know, you hear about it and you hear about the Oculus and all that. It's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know, some guy has a screen strapped to his face. Big deal, right? And um, until I think it was... 2016 someone demoed the HTC Vive to me and it sounds cliche but <laughs> VR is one of those things where you just have no idea how good it is until you do it yourself and um, ever since that uh, guy demoed the Vive for me and put me through it myself um, it completely blew my mind and I've never looked back and so um, started this stupid little YouTube channel um, at first it was a selfish motivation because, uh, after like a year or so playing, uh, VR, I discovered that on steam, there's that page that shows you how much you've paid in total for games. <laughs> and when I saw that number, I was mortified. Like I was so shocked at how much money I spent on all the VR games because I wanted to try every single experience. And um, <laughs> when I saw that number, I was like, this is embarrassing. And so I thought, well, maybe I can get games for free if I start reviewing, you know. And that was uh, basically to save money on games was my initial <laughs> motivator to start the channel. And so to that effect, it's completely worked. I, <laughs> these days, I almost never buy a game, uh, which is pretty, pretty great. Just I, for the wallet by itself, it's been great because, yeah, I, I enjoy this so much that I want to try every experience I can get my hands on, and now we won't go bankrupt. Uh, <laughs> me trying every experience, which is great. And, um, yeah, it's been, I want to say, a year and a half-ish or so for the channel. And, yeah, it's been a, been a wild journey, and it's fun to share these things. And, yeah, we're just making it up as we go. So that's kinda, that kind of brings me up to speed until now, more or less. Um, have you ever heard of a, a Let's Player known as a Super Great Friend? Super Great Friend? No, I haven't heard. I'll have to check that out. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> your channel kind of reminds me of this, just because of like the way you you speak during during your videos. Mm -hmm. It's so like 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 somber and and oh. calm. I'm like, this is really easy to watch. I like this guy. <laughs> okay, cool. And, I'll have to check that out. And, and you know, it's funny you mentioned that because um, when I very first started the YouTube stuff, you know, it's funny, like there's this idea of what you should be. Like there's a stereotype YouTuber. That's like a crazy personality that's yelling and oh, is yeah. in your face or I whatever. And, um, I was really struggling at the beginning and I'm still struggling to find my voice to just be who to be, um, just be myself, uh, and just be authentic because, um, my wife gave me super great advice about this. She was saying that you know, as you're doing this, if you're just yourself and if you're authentic, then it becomes easy because you don't have to ham it up or be fake whenever you're recording. Just be yourself and it's easy. And also your audience will be genuine. Like your audience that wants to watch genuine you are the ones that will join instead of having this fake persona. Um, and so that was like 
solid gold advice she gave. Because, yeah, I'm still discovering my voice and figuring out who I am in all this. But, um, yeah, just to your point about trying to be authentic and just be myself and be uh, colloquial and just friendly instead of being this wild, crazy thing that you think you're supposed to be. Because if you think you're this loud, crazy thing, then you'll draw in clicks or you'll be clickbait because everyone, you know, it's like this idea that you need to be that's what you should be. Um, but to be authentic instead, uh, was the best advice she ever gave me. So that's good to hear that. Uh, it seems like a little bit from the outside anyway, that, um, it's just calm and myself and it's just, um, uh, authentic if that makes sense. Yeah. It's really easy to watch. And, um, it's, um, not that it, it ever was, but, you know, like Markiplier and Jacksepticeye and, and those kind of people. Right. Man, right. I can't watch them anymore. They're so annoying. Like, I just right. can't. But kind of kind of what you were just saying there, um, I can actually relate to that for sure because we, we just finished a uh, Pokemon Let's Go uh, Let's Play thing on YouTube slash Twitch. And because we mm. were recording for YouTube, it wasn't my uh, Let's Play. I was just kind of there as a part of it. And... Um, I guess technically it was because I was the main player, but it wasn't my channel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, at first we were trying to do the character thing, and oh, man, that was tiring. <laughs> I could yeah. not do it, and so I just yeah. reverted back to just plain old me, and it worked out. So one thing I wanted to ask uh, real quick is because if uh, if anyone listening to this has, has seen Ben's channel, dude will just come out with like, 50 games in one week that are like free or cheap <laughs> he, he's played everything under the vr sun um and man i just gotta wonder what your work ethic looks like you know it's it it, it looks right. like a lot of time goes into into all of this yeah yeah it is it's funny because um my, my personality is that when I really am into something that I'm, I'm either all in or nothing usually. And I can become obsessed and a little tenacious. Like if I want something, I will just choke it to death and then beat it after it's dead. And like <laughs> to a point where it's a flaw in my life where like I will become obsessed over something, but then I'll neglect like important things in my life, you know, just extreme tunnel vision uh, obsessiveness in a way. Right, right. Which um, there are pros and cons, obviously. But yeah, one pro is that uh, for a long time now, we've had five videos a week, every weekday. And usually it's a two minute review or like you said, some crazy huge hour long 50 free games. Um, yeah, I, I think I am a, a little obsessed, but <laughs> it, it works out because... I'm enjoying this so much that I would I would be playing this much anyway, even if I didn't have the ch channel. So it's kind of a perfect win-win where I'm already playing a ton and I'm already trying so many things just for my own enjoyment. And so the recording and editing is a little more time, but it's not like double the time, you know, because I'm already doing it for fun anyway. Okay. Um, it just kind of flows naturally out of that. So yeah, I mean... It is it is a big time suck, especially if like uh, you have a long let's play and you got to cut out all of your boops and farts and all that stuff. <laughs> um, that definitely that definitely takes time. But um, yeah, I also try to work super efficiently. Like, so my official real job is as a freelance animator and video editor. 
um, in a past life. We live in Minneapolis now, but when we lived in Seattle five years ago, I was um, working at a post house and as a full-time editor, editing commercials. And so the video production is my bread and butter anyway. And so that makes things a little easier because I already own the software and already try to work quickly and efficiently anyway. So I guess, uh, yeah, the answer to your question is yes, it is a little nuts and I am a little obsessed, <laughs> but um, it's also kind of easy because I'm playing so much anyway and I'm so familiar with the tools that even though it does take a long time, it's not as bad as it may seem, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It just cool. kind of goes hand in hand, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's, totally. I'm guessing this is this is what you're doing for a living now uh, at this point, right? Um, the numbers aren't quite there yet. Um, it's getting there and it's still growing, but yeah, it's not quite livable, the monetization. Um, so still doing plenty of freelance, uh, animation work with, uh, clients I have and, um, such, but I mean, that is the crazy ambitious goal is that one day we could switch over and this would be the job. Uh, that would be, that would be pretty, pretty cool, but We'll just see how it goes. In the meantime, I'm still not going bankrupt by <laughs> buying every single game, so that's good. <laughs> yeah, I think I share in that ambition just starting this podcast up. I There's nothing I've enjoyed more than just talking to cool folks like you uh, and uh, like Axe Studios, who was uh, the first episode, and all these other people mm-hmm. who I got lined up. It's, it's amazing. Um, I think I've probably said this three times on the podcast, but 2019, <laughs> you can get on Twitter, you can just shoot a message to somebody and uh you know as long as they're not like a triple eight studio <laughs> a lot of times they'll, they'll will they will reply to you and um that's that's just it's still a mind-blowing to me uh, how easy it is just to get people to talk to you you know right right and what you're doing is pretty cool too because this is kind of a win-win like you're doing this but you're also networking at the same time like you're making these connections with all these people and it's happening simultaneously which is uh must be a pretty uh, cool experience and might even you know pay off down the road after having a, met all these people and chatted with them. Oh, it's been it's been super exciting and yeah that was a, that was a realization I had, uh, you know a few episodes in I was like man I'm I'm like actually talking to these people I'm involved with them that's so yeah. neat you know uh, yeah I, totally. What's silly is I always get the jitters right before right before a recording right. Right. <laughs> and we start talking it's all good to go. Um, Just like all the greats, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um i think it's it's fair to say that vr uh, is still kind of in its infancy you know uh mm-hmm. what do you think about the current state of of what we have now like I, uh, at, at the beginning you were talking about how the oculus at first was basically just like a screen on your face and even i you know back then saw that and was like yeah i don't know that seems pretty stupid pretty uh dumb it's like a good jump right. scare monitor that you strap onto your face, more or less. <laughs> and, um, and uh, I, you know, just just wasn't really there yet for me. Uh, but after, because I, w- I was much like you, we actually had um, a arcade open up here, and it's not just like a VR arcade, but they have VR setups that you can hook up to. Um, they had some vibes, and I went ahead and tried out the Vive, and was completely blown away by how fun it was just you know being yeah. it, like you it sounds so stupid and cliche but like it's like you're there man you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
And that's yeah, just totally. that's just the best way to say it. And uh, I think VR has pretty much been 90% of what I'm doing most of the time. Mostly because I don't have a ton of time to play a lot of stuff. So I'd rather just do like the VR chat or Beat Saber or whatever. Um, right. But yeah, like right after that, no, no joke, like two weeks, I think we went and got an Oculus just because of the touch controllers personally. That and it was a little cheaper and you got the, um, the um, ear things whatever those are <laughs> right the headphones or the um yeah like they're they're already attached to the oculus whereas uh for the vibe right. at the time you had to spend like a hundred bucks for the audio strap as they call it right right well yeah and that's a good that was a good choice too because now with that the oculus has the touch controllers they're more or less the same thing because back um way back when i first tried the vive at the time the oculus touch controllers didn't exist yet and so the only way to reach out and actually interact in the game world was with the Vive. But now they're kind of the same thing, more or less. So, yeah, that was a good choice uh, budget-wise also. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think mainly what sort of drew me to the Oculus was also just sort of the, the design. Um, mm. Not a big fan of the wands myself, but that's just me personally, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, so I was kind of wondering what drew you to the Vive and maybe what you think... Um, could be done to improve upon this technology in the near future i I know that we've seen like the knuckles controllers that's that's a pretty big leap uh but i don't think we've seen anything too huge outside of that though right yeah i think uh well yeah like i said before when i first tried the vive uh it was the only system that had hand controllers and so that's why uh bought the Vive initially. And since then, Oculus has caught up with the touch controllers. So now with both systems, you can actually interact with the world uh, with your hands. Um, But I feel like the Vive itself is kind of near the end of its life because um, now that Valve has announced and is open for pre-order the Valve Index, um, it's basically the upgrade the Vive I've always wanted. Um, this has been an insane week for VR announcements. I <laughs> It's actually been a sad uh, week for my wallet. And this week I've pre-ordered <laughs> the Oculus Quest and the Valve Index. And so wallet is just like, ooh, ouch, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, spending a lot in one week. But both of those systems I'm so terribly excited for because uh, with the Valve Index, it's the upgrade to the Vive I've been waiting for, and the Quest is going to be the mobile uh, Nintendo Switch of VR. So it's like both sides of it. Like you have the uh, easy to approach, um, price-friendly entry-level Quest, but also the Index that's supposed to be better than the Vive in every single way. And it's just so terribly exciting. This is all happening right now at the same time, and. Yeah, I feel like the Index is the upgrade I've been waiting for because there was the HTC Vive Pro that came out, but it was pretty much just a resolution bump. And I think there was like maybe some ergonomic things or something, but the ones were the same and it was just kind of a resolution bump, but also crazy expensive for that resolution bump. Whereas the Valve Index with the pre-order my math could be wrong, but I think the Index is even cheaper than the Vive Pro but you get the Knuckles controllers with finger tracking, so you can actually let go of things and throw things. And the Index has all kinds of crazy optics and better field of view. It's like every single checklist for a better VR experience, it seems, 
is in the index. Now, I pre-ordered mine. I don't. I haven't played with it yet, but as soon as I have it, I'm hoping. You know, expectations are high, and with a name like Valve, you know, they have a huge reputation, and so expectations are high that Valve making the hardware and not HTC. That it, I'm expected to be blown away. You know, and uh, yeah, it's it's such a great time for VR. It's so exciting. Yeah, there's there's um there's a lot of headsets coming out right now. Like you said, the Quest, uh, there, there's the uh, Oculus uh, S, which is, uh, I guess it's an upgrade. It, it was kind of hard to tell, to be honest. Um, to the yeah, the I think Oculus. it's kind of a side grade in a way. It's like a it's like a rift side without grade. sensors, which <laughs> is great because not needing sensors is pretty great. Yeah. Um, oh, and 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 one thing, one thing I'm really hoping for is that resolution can definitely be improved in the near future because right. I, it's fine like as is you know when stuff's kind of far away from your face when you bring mm-hmm. stuff well actually if it's too far away it's kind of bad actually <laughs> I've right. had a lot of those experiences in the VR chat where I'm just kind of squinting at stuff but um right. yeah no there's there's so much tech it seems like coming out like um the the arcade I was I was telling you about they recently invested in this thing called uh, Cat VR if you've ever heard of that. Is that the treadmill? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, they can't get it to work right now. I was really hoping oh. they'd get to try it. <laughs> uh, but okay. for whatever reason, he's just he's just really struggling to uh, get the software to work right. But, you know, in time, I'm sure all good things will come because I was uh, definitely looking forward to giving that a shot so I could talk about it on the show. Right. But, uh, man... That that is one of, one of the most futuristic looking pieces of technology. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen right. it, but it's yeah. I think I've seen some uh, like uh, stills or little demos online uh, of it in action, and yeah, it's it's straight out of Star Trek. It's insane. Straight up, like blue lights and everything. It's nuts. Right. It belongs in an arcade. Is, is what we're really saying. Um. <laughs> yeah. So the. Uh, the index, like, yeah. I, I think you said it, but it's it's, what 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 exactly is it improving on? Like, is it you said more field of vision, more uh, resolution, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, from what I've read, it's a wider field of view. So instead of feeling like you're wearing snorkels or binocular vision, uh, you get more peripheral vision while you're playing. Oh, and. Wow. Um, higher resolutions, so like reading text or things far away, like you were saying. And um, also, the it's interesting, the headphones don't actually sit on your ears. They're actually speakers that hover centimeters from your ear, so they never contact your ears. And uh, from what I've been reading of people that have experienced it, is that it's actually more spatially accurate audio. Like it sounds like, like if you're talking with an, a character inside a room in the game, it sounds like their voice is actually coming from that direction because of some kind of um, speaker magic. I don't know. I'm not an audiophile. I don't understand these things exactly. <laughs> but because normally you would think that instead of headphones covering your ear, if it's a speaker away from your ear, that would lose bass or it would be tinny or it would be, you know, some kind of a compromise. Um, but a, apparently this is even superior to headphones, like the actual direction of where the audio is coming from. And also uh, comfort level. Like, I don't really experience much discomfort wearing headphones necessarily. But, you know, the 
the longer you play, the more you're wearing it and the more contact, if that makes sense. It's supposed to be oh, much no, yeah, more comfortable because, yeah. Um, and for me, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is those controllers. Um, I'm sure you've seen videos of the Knuckles now called the Index controllers, which, you know, I think Knuckles sounds so much cooler, but. I think people are just um, going to call them Knuckles forever. Does I think they, yeah. <laughs> it's stuck now. I think now. they will. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, the idea that instead of holding a controller, the controller is attached to your hand. So, and, <laughs> and with finger tracking. So it's like, instead of. I just can't wait to experience it for myself. I imagine it goes from like, where's the button that I press to go in a menu to what do I just touch in the world? You know, it's like, yeah. cause you're just, um, yeah, it's going to be insane. I can't wait to try it. So, and, um, also just the fact that valve is now making the hardware because I do love my vibe. I have a soft spot for it, but HTC has really terrible customer service. There's, a million uh, nightmare stories out there of like people sending in their headset for repairs and they don't hear for months at a time. And like, if you, if you break one of the Vive ones, I think you got to spend over a hundred dollars for one replacement wand. Oh, that's ridiculous. And it's like, that's yeah, it's bonkers. And so the fact, I mean, obviously the valve hardware isn't cheap because it's bleeding edge and all that, but yeah, yeah. um, it seems, I mean, more competition is better and it seems like they have superior products and customer service. And so it's a welcome uh, replacement. I'm really curious what HTC is going to do now because Oculus and Valve are both killing it with new products and HTC is like crickets, you know? It'll be really interesting to see if they bring anything to the table uh, in the future here. Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely uh, I can definitely see what you're saying because I don't think they've really announced anything so far <laughs> but um no not really man those 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 controllers um i actually know a guy in vr chat who uses an oculus like me and evidently mm. um you can actually hook up the knuckles controllers to the oculus somehow and so oh, cool he went ahead and spent like 300 bucks on just the controllers <laughs> right. <laughs> holy crap <laughs> and i said hey man i hope that really uh pans out for you i mean they, they are really cool um if uh, if you guys are, are curious, obviously you know just go on YouTube, look up Knuckles, or um, mm -hmm. check out. There's there's this thing. I think it's uh, it's a full game, but I think it's made to sort of show off what the Knuckles are capable of. Uh, it's called Boneworks. Uh, I think that actually is a Steam game. I'm not too sure though. Um, mm -hmm. But basically, it it, it kind of reminds me a lot of Portal because uh, there's like a lot of li little robots and stuff that you gotta fight. Um, but it's it seems to just kind of showcase like all the different types of um, guns and and weapons and you know different things that you can you can handle and 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 throw things at <laughs> just all sorts of stuff. Um, it it looked pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, agreed. It, it's a spectacular demo. I remember when it got online. When the first video that got online, like the VR Reddit channels, all just blew up. Because it's a yeah, it's a fantastic looking demo, and um, yeah, it'll be so interesting to see how devs take advantage of this. Because with individual finger tracking, like the way you interact with the world is just through the roof now. Like, there's no limit to what you can do if you can use your entire hand, you know, and how that will feel. Um, yeah, it's gonna be bonkers. I can't wait.
Yeah, you can you can flip off as, as many people as you want to. It's, it's great. <laughs> yeah. I know that's going to happen. And it's going to be everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. People totally. people were so juvenile anyway. <laughs> um, so you said you've been doing this uh, this channel for about a year and a half, right? Yeah, thereabouts. You know, I don't have an exact date. Um, and it's kind of funny, like when the day you start the channel in the web browser isn't really when the channel starts. It's like when you have so many videos or like, I'm not even, it's hard to define exactly, you know, oh, okay. like when is this or in a way, uh, depending on how philosophical you want to get, has the channel really begun yet? You know, is it only <laughs> when I, whatever, but yeah, I think, I think about a year and a half is about right. Cause um, yeah, I, I bought my Vive, I think fall of 2016 and so I think it was like a year after that I started the channel. So something like that, ballpark. Yeah, very long answer to a simple question. <laughs> so I know I'm I'm cool with long answers. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, what? How many? If you could even put a number on it, like how many different games have you found? Because I I know you have at least three. I think of like the fifty-ish, like free games. On, on Steam, right. Oculus, and all that. Yeah, I guess um, that that is a tricky one because I, I suppose I could quickly look on Steam and see how many I have in my library, but that excludes what I've played on itch.io. Um, it's got to be in the hundreds. A, yeah, yeah, I guess um, maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> close to a thousand. Maybe oh. I'm not. <laughs> I guess that would be a ballpark rough estimate, but yeah, it's um, I guess that would be a fair number, especially with when I'm say browsing itch.io for some free games, there's some real gems in there, but there's a lot of garbage too. And so if you include <laughs> the games that I try and instantly delete, then maybe we're approaching that number. Um, but I'm guessing a yeah, lot of those I'm, make it onto the channel too. <laughs> no, <laughs> maybe I should have a video of like, you know, the worst I've ever played. That could be fun. Could oh be yeah. Fun no, video. I was, I was going to ask, uh, a little bit later, I was I was gonna ask about like best and worst experiences, but uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and what's really crazy is that this is still such a small niche. That is it, niche or niche? I can never decide how you say that. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, even though there's still that many to play, it will only get exponentially more as the VR adoption gets bigger and bigger. Um, so even though there's so much to play right now, it's just getting started, which is kind of mind boggling. Yeah. I, I, uh, I was really blown away just, uh, just by how many I was seeing, you know, on, on your channel alone. Uh, there's so many different, uh, types of experiences out there from like fishing to flying, uh, like, like a, like a jet pack. Um, that's the thing right. you can do in VR chat actually. That's really fun. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and and I think one of the uh, one of the ones that really blew me away, and I'm gonna have uh, this guy on in a couple of days. But um, there's a game called, and you you probably have tried it. Well, maybe you tried it. I don't know. I, I don't think you like scary games too much. <laughs> no, it's funny you mentioned that. I because VR just feels so legit, real to me. Like the, really, the Matrix, that VR horror. Like no way, no way am I doing that. <laughs> That's too. <laughs> It's too legit, you know. No thanks. Yeah, I um, I thought I could handle it. <laughs> oh man, it was it was rough. Okay, so 
<laughs> this game called uh, Organ Quarter, which is basically like Silent Hill oh, strapped yeah. to your face. Um, yeah. <laughs> man, that, especially early on when I was still sort of warming up to it, uh, mm-hmm. I've never screamed so loud at anything <laughs> playing a video game in my life. Because there were these, oh, wow. specifically, there were these enemies. It was it was always this, this one type. It's like they had it out for me. <laughs> and, and they're not, like, specifically placed. I just, I guess I was just turned the wrong way at the right time or something. And they, right. I'd, I'd turn, or I'd get hit, and I'd turn, and I'd see these, you know, like, corpse dudes with, like, metal hands stabbing at me. And I'd just freak <laughs> out and unload my clip and not kill them. And <laughs> so that was... Yeah. Uh, you know, eight hours worth of hell. Um, <laughs> right. I, ha- I had to I'm beat it. I'm surprised you kept going for that long. I had to. Because uh, I-, I talked to the guy, like, right after I started playing. I was like, hey, man, uh, you want to be on the show? He's like, yeah, sure. Oh, okay, I have to beat okay. it now. <laughs> so, oh, wow. yeah, yeah, that was that was my situation. It was really good, but I'm I'm pretty sure I'm done with VR horror. <laughs> Which sucks <Yeah>. to say. <laughs> totally, totally. I know a lot of people love it, but... Yeah, it's just too legit. Like the idea that I could be standing in a room and I turn around and there's something inches from my face, like, or like, like if you're watching a horror movie, it's easier to quit and it's more separation. But like, giving some programmer complete reign over my reality, like that's <laughs> that's too much, man. You know, no, no way. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I ever want to play a weird fleshy room Pac-Man ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been the title. Should have been yeah. Uh, yeah, that was like a, that was like near the end of the game kind of room. That was really well done. I will uh, definitely talk about that when I talk to him. Holy crap! But <laughs> um, so, what what are some of your your best experiences in VR? Uh, well, my number one best is by a wide margin Skyrim VR. Really, and uh, I. I've, I'm kind of weird because, believe it or not, previous to the VR version, I had never played it before, not once. Um, because uh, until VR gaming came along, I most of my life I've been a retro gamer, like Super Nintendo, um, and not even PlayStation 1. Like I sort of stopped at Super Nintendo and Genesis, and I've just been playing emulators ever since. Really? So I kind of have this big gap in my generations of gaming. And so there's so many games I haven't played that pretty much everyone else has. Like, never played Fallout 4, and when that came out in VR, that was the first time I've played the Fallout universe like that. And when Skyrim VR came out, that was my first experience in Skyrim. And so, as a result of that shift, you know, many, just about every VR game is like a miniature party game. You know, it's tiny, it's short, it's quick, most of the time. And to go from that to a game like Fallout or Skyrim is such an exponential increase in um, (laughs) to go into an open world game like that from these little parlor games was just such a massive leap. Like, oh, I can explore. And like even previous to Fallout 4, there weren't talking NPCs at the time. I think there was. I think Carnage Chronicles was a small RPG that had one talking character, but that was it. Um, so going from these tiny parlor games to suddenly there's thousands of NPCs to talk to, <laughs> like it, the, the difference was so massive. And so, yeah, Fallout 4 was the first one. 
which blew my mind in that scope. But the apocalyptic wasteland, I don't really enjoy living in or I don't because when I'm playing VR, I feel like I'm actually in these worlds. Right. So the game was cool, but I didn't like living in that place. Um, but Skyrim, I feel like I'm on vacation. You know, it's <laughs> I mean, you and everyone else on the planet know Skyrim. I, I'm, I'm the last guy. I'm the last guy on the planet to play this game. Yeah, you were the and, lucky but, one. <laughs> yeah but i'm talking about it like i'm discovering it for the first time and so yeah that just um i just love exploring it and what really blows my mind is the modding community like there's still new continents coming out and there's still new quests and so the game with modding is virtually endless um and i've been keeping my eyes peeled on the beyond the skyrim project which I'm sure you've uh, heard about, they released a teaser last year, but they're basically recreating all of Cyrodiil as a giant mod. So it basically, it's bigger than the original game as a giant free mod. And when that comes out, it'll be, you know, more than double the gameplay for free. Like this game is so endless. And anyway, I can go on and on. Just this, <laughs> it's this magical <laughs> world I can escape to in the holodeck. It's just like, I didn't realize it's what I needed until I had it. And um, thank God for uh, mods that remove spiders, because that would be a disqualifier for me. Um, I'm not spiders in real life. I'm cool. But if they're eight feet tall and hairy, you know, that's a whole <laughs> different ballgame. Um, and so, yeah, spiders in VR, I have issues with. And thankfully, well, you can turn them into bears thanks to the modding community. And um yeah, it's just my ideal escape. Uh, just even just wandering and taking in the wilderness and the scenery and the sounds and to feel like I'm actually backpacking in a magical world is um, just like the best thing ever. And it's, I, I feel so fortunate that I can have this in my life now because like we were saying before, the tracking is so good in VR generation one that it feels like the holodeck. It is legit, you know? And the fact that I can escape in this magical world whenever I want to in my lifetime is just mind blowing. So, um, yeah, that would be for me. Skyrim is far and away number one um, for all those reasons. Man, I I was really upset because when I first got the uh, the Oculus, um, obviously I already had Skyrim because I think it's punishable by uh, by law <laughs> if you don't have it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I actually have it two times on, on my computer. Uh, <laughs> but I, I thought, you know, VR was just like, like a free update or something. <laughs> no, no, you had to buy oh, it. Really? Yeah, I was really upset about that. It's like, I'm not right. spending 60 bucks on this game again. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, they keep milking that cow, man. It's like infinite money. It's crazy. I think you can buy it on a Game Boy Color now. Um, <laughs> I bet. I love, yeah. I love that joke. Um, I, I think I think so far my uh, favorite I, I want to call it my favorite game. Uh, my favorite experience is VR Chat because it just it just never ends. Um, <laughs> but mm -hmm. the fa my favorite game so far is probably Jet Island. Uh, out of the like, oh yeah, I have Jet Island's really cool. Uh, I think I think uh, you and a couple other people were the, probably the reason I got that. Um. Because it just it just looked like a ton of fun, and it is. Um, you gotta yeah. definitely have your VR legs before you play it, though. Right, but yeah, you feel like a massive superhero, and mm -hmm. 
I love how it's also zen. Like, it's action-packed, but it's zen at the same time. Right. Like, you could just coast in Jet Island the whole time. Like, um, uh, Spider-Man Silver Surfer hybrid. <laughs> you could just coast and enjoy the pretty music, or you can fight the bosses, and it's uh, really massive. Yeah, that's a, that's a real gem. I forgot about that one. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, I need to I need to find someone to play a multiplayer with because I there's a there's one boss I'm stuck on because getting to him is such a pain in the butt. Mm. Uh, I I couldn't tell you which one it is because I kept getting <laughs> motion sickness before I could get there because you're like bouncing all over the place. That's <laughs> oh, a mess. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it's that that was that's probably one of my favorite and uh, probably Job Simulator. I think um, Job Simulator is uh, a fun. classic. Yeah, <laughs> I got to it late. <laughs> <laughs> like me, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, outside of that, I, oh, uh, Robo Recall. Robo Recall is really good. Oh yeah, I still haven't tried that because it's uh, you know unfortunately it's an exclusive. Oh, is um, it? Yeah, it's an Oculus exclusive. I think I can use Revive to get it to play on the Vive, but as far as I know, it's exclusive to the Oculus Store. But yeah, I've heard so many good things about it. I should give that a shot. Is that the free one? Yeah, that's the one that came with the Rift. Okay. I keep confusing uh, Robo Recall with Lone Echo for some reason. I don't know why those keep blending in my brain. Uh, I think think, uh, there's a version of Lone... It's like the multiplayer thing that's free on the uh, Oculus Store. But it's not the actual Lone Echo game. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, But the one you mentioned was Robo Recall? Yeah, yeah. That one's really good. Um, I'd say that's... I think that's probably a few people's favorite game. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to um, trying that. I think I'll be, be I think I'll be able to play that on the Quest. I think it's one of the launch titles on it. And even though the graphics are probably uh, dumbed down a little bit, um, I've heard so many great things about it that I'm looking forward to finally trying that when I get the Oculus Quest. See, that's that's what I was actually really curious about because when I heard that that game was going to be playable on on the Quest. Uh, just knowing what it looks like, and my computer uh, has has trouble with it. Not like mine's the best in the world or anything, but it's you know it's it's new, <laughs> right? <laughs> so um, knowing that, I, I'm really curious to see what the quest sort of does with titles like that because I know there's probably going to be a, a a good set of people who won't want a quest unless they can play certain games, understandably, you know. Uh, I'm also really curious because I've never experienced it. Um, maybe you have, but I've never experienced the uh, inside-out tracking mechanism. So I'm really curious to see how that uh, how that works exactly. I've only seen like the um, the commercial sort of videos, which are you know fake. <laughs> right, the sales pitch, totally. Yeah, I haven't tried it yet myself. When it comes to the Quest and all the new hardware. Um, I'm just like everyone else. I pre-ordered it, and uh, I'll be getting it uh, May 21st. Um, but yeah, I'm super curious to get my hands on it and try because it seems too good to be true. Like, can you really have six degrees of freedom and the nice tracking all within one headset powered by one little thing? It's it seems too good to be true, but I've heard rave reviews and. Yeah, I'm super curious what the inside-out tracking is like. Like, what if you have too many windows or mirrors and all those variables oh, yeah. as well? I didn't even think uh, about that. Really curious. Um, yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta convince my wife to let me get one. So, <laughs> oh. 
she cool. she wants well, um, huh go ahead if, if it helps at all uh maybe i don't know if she enjoys playing moss which is one of the most uh cool cartoony and charming little games it's my wife's favorite and so if i told her um you know hey you can play moss uh on the oculus quest even when we travel you know that just might uh might work <laughs> might give that a shot I'll, I'll i'll give it a try she, she might like playing okay. as, as a little mouse <laughs> there you go cool uh, it's worth a shot yeah i actually haven't gotten to play that one yet i've heard pretty uh pretty good things about it um so with all that good being said what's some of the worst experiences you've had <laughs> um some of the worst well there's definitely one recent um ridiculous one uh it's called crisis action vr oh was and that the... i recently two hundred dollars yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And that's a that's a weird story because that was one of the first games that was offered to me uh, on the channel, and I think at the time like it was thirty ish dollars, and it was just okay. It was it was kind of a flip asset, you know, generic zombies. Everything was generic about it. It was kind of broken, so I didn't recommend it. And since then, <laughs> well, so so time has passed. A lot of time goes by, and I noticed all these new comments on that really old video. People commenting that the game is now two hundred dollars. And that was my initial tip off as people were commenting it and I was seeing those new comments and I was like, that can't be right. So I go back and yeah, they increased the price to $200 and it's been that way for maybe close to a year. So if it was a typo, they surely would have noticed and fixed it by now. But yeah, it's a completely buggy mess. It crashes all the time. It's, it's really, it's a really disappointing experience. Like if it was $1, maybe, <laughs> but even then it's like so buggy and crashy and yeah, on steam 200 bucks, they charge for it. I don't, um, maybe they're hoping to sell just two copies and they make their budget back. I don't know, but it's like the most ridiculous price for the lamest product. It's, um, it's so it's, <laughs> it's laughable. It's insane. To be fair, it's and, 199 um, us dollars. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Under $200. That's fair. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, and, um, our, our our Wendy's has has a sign. I'm pretty sure this is a typo, but it says $199 kids meal. Um, wow, that better be good. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it's not an accident. Who knows? Wendy's Wendy's yeah. trying to make some money. Um, <laughs> Maybe so. Yeah, same strategy, same same marketing, same thing. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's tricky actually. I'm trying to find my voice as far as um being critical and dissing of games as well like with that one it's so obviously like you're it's obviously should be a joke that price for that game um right, right. But yeah when it comes to reviewing games and also as i interact with devs one-on-one -on -one, like it's very kind of them to reach out to me and say hey will you please play my game um it's generous of them to do that and they're um i appreciate it but i also want to be completely honest with the audience if i'm reviewing a game because you know to be authentic and if something is if somebody is charging you for money then i feel like you should know all the facts now with free games i'm very flexible because it's free you know you really can't complain if someone gives you a free game a game that's free for everybody that's generous of them and, of I, and so. i'm so flexible with free games you know but with the paid games yeah, I feel like I'm still trying to find the right balance between being too critical or too subjective of things. Like, there are many genres that I don't really enjoy. Like, I don't necessarily enjoy flight simulators, but I feel like 
I can see if a flight simulator is well made. And so I'll say, you know, if you like flight simulators, I think you'll like this, but it's not my cup of tea, you know, and how to be, that's what you mean. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's something I'm still trying to figure out, especially if like, (laughs) if I'm playing a game and I feel like it could be fun, like for someone else in an imaginary scenario, because certainly I'm not every person. I don't think that's a reality of the universe. Uh, there's all kinds of opinions <laughs> out there and all kinds of, there's something for everybody, you know, and how to speak to everyone about a game that certain people may or may not enjoy. Um, it's a tricky balance. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, if that all makes sense. I think, uh, I think one of the things you, you do best actually is probably just pointing out like, you know, objectively, Hey, this is, this is like a pretty good, whatever, thing you know puzzle game flight simulator whatever uh not, re- not really for me though uh i think that's a perfectly fine and fair way to be because like you said not everyone likes everything you know uh right. i used to really be into fighting games but i don't have the time to get good at them anymore so i don't play them anymore <laughs> it, right that's, uh, right that's that's kind of a, a reality that we as content creators unfortunately have to uh figure out how to tackle uh, on our own yeah just person it's our journey <laughs> but uh it's I, also tricky uh oh i'm sorry go ahead uh, i was just gonna say I, I i do think uh i do think that you do a pretty good job just you know being you being objective and uh giving a, a pretty fair uh shot for most games i'd say oh cool that's good to hear yeah go ahead good sorry <laughs> um oh no no problem um i think another big challenge i'm trying to tackle with is how to review mediocre games Cause it's not like it's like the $200 game we were discussing. It's not so obviously bad, right. but it's also not mind blowing either. <laughs> it's a, it's, those are really tricky. I think because sometimes it's just hard to pinpoint exactly what's quote unquote wrong with it. It's like, especially with the factor that so many games are coming out and there's so many clones of other games and like wave shooters. There's so many wave shooters oh, yeah. Yeah, I've that, seen that I'm so tired of that genre. It's like, I mean, and I get that they can be fun, but they really got to bring something special to the table. You know, ever since space pirate trainer, which is a long time ago, it's kind of the gold standard in wave shooters in a way and how to make, instead of recycling an old thing that we've seen a million times, like make it really kick, like just make it nitro, like make it blow our minds, you know, really spin it and make it your own instead of, Oh wow. Robots walking at me. Wow. I have two guns. Gee, I guess I'll shoot them. You know, um, like mediocre games I find difficult to review because it's like, well, it's not horrible, but it's not great. You know, it's, it's, tricky sometimes that way what was um you brought up wave shooters what was the one where uh you were it was kind of like a weird it was free to play and it was uh you, you had like the um super hot uh guys walking at you but you, you were throwing like broomsticks and anvils and pies right. and so you know what i'm talking about I, I don't remember what it was called though yeah i forget the name i can tell you it's at the beginning of the 50 free games video the most recent one um yeah so if someone wanted to look that up, they could look on the channel and recent videos, the most recent 50 free video. It's at the beginning of that. Okay. And the name of it, I don't recall exactly, but yeah, it's like 
from your back, you're pulling out uh, anvils and bombs and Mario mushrooms and just weird stuff and just destroying polygon men with it. And yeah, that's another good example where, well, first of all, it's free, so can't complain too bad. But also, yeah, it's a wave shooter, but it has this fun cartoony spin on it, which makes it fresh and original. If we could just take that concept and like bump it up to 11, I think I think that's a game that people are going to really like. Whatever that yeah, game is. Like, yeah, like maybe a full-blown Looney Tunes. Like complete cartoon chaos and like a stark visual style. Like, like you are literally inside you know, a Bugs Bunny world or Roger Rabbit world or something like that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Kind of reminds me of something that was given out for free not too long ago. I don't know if it was on steam though. I think it's called like, um, almost heroes or simple Heroes, something like that. And they oh, were slightly heroes. slightly heroes. Yeah. And when yeah. they, when they released it, you could play as like a whopping two people <laughs> and <laughs> right. it was just like this super basic sort of concept for a, uh, like a VR, uh, doom or quick deathmatch sort of thing um but it was very cartoony and sort of like superhero themed i guess it was <laughs> it was a uh, really oddball i'll definitely say that right I totally put, and that's something i suppose <laughs> yeah yeah exactly um well we're uh we're coming up to about an hour here uh, is there anything else you you want to talk about before we before we signed out um yeah i think we've covered a lot of ground um I do want to point people to if they if they're listening and they are curious about VR, um, definitely keep your eyes on the Oculus Quest and uh, see how that delivers with people because the biggest barrier to VR up until now has been cost of entry and complexity with setting up and all the hardware crap. You know, yeah, like whenever we've demoed uh, the Vive to people either through a VR party or something people always ask, okay, how do I get this in my house? And then you have to go through this laundry list. <laughs> you know, you got to buy this PC or custom build one, get the sensors set up, yada, yada, yada. And for most people, understandably, it's a deterrent because it's like, I don't want to do all this crap and it's expensive and, you know, big barrier to entry. Yeah, you, but, you're, you're totally talking like $1,600 just to get like our setup. So, Right. Yeah, and that's a lot of money. You know, that's crazy. Um, but the Quest fixes so much of that because there's no sensors and no PC. It's just the headset and hands, and that's it. Which is the way it's. Sh- it's like it's the way it should be, and it's a miracle that it even works at all. It's crazy alchemy. I don't know how it does it, but it's magic. Yeah, it's just magic. <laughs> Facebook magic. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're curious about VR, this is the one to keep your eye on because 400 bucks, which isn't super cheap, but it's a PlayStation. You yeah, know. exactly. 400 bucks flat, no computer. Like just 400 bucks and you're ready. No setting up sensors in your living room or what have you. Um, if you're curious about VR, definitely keep your eyes peeled on that and how that evolves because that is the perfect starter for uh, newcomers. There, uh, there actually is one thing I just remembered. Uh, I meant to bring it up earlier. Um, I'm sure you've heard of uh, mm-hmm. or- Orbis VR. Oh yeah, that uh, MMORPG. Yeah, it's 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 kind of like the first sort of uh, VR uh, VR MMO. Um, it it looks very much like WoW. But what I really wanted to bring up was 
quarter three this year, I think, there's a game called uh, Nostos, which is kind of like a sword art online-y sort of, um, I don't want to say anime aesthetic, but I guess it technically is. But it's got this really cool like technology, fantasy sort of uh, mixture uh, style going on. It looks really interesting. And I don't think it's going to be like a straight up kind of traditional MMO. I think it's going to be closer to like your... um, your uh, Rust or your Arc, you know, where you have like thirty-six people in a in a server kind of deal. Oh, cool! That that looks really good. They they were they were uh, they had a trailer not too long ago that released that showed some some gameplay and kind of what to expect. And uh, that's something I keep, I'm keeping my eye on. Like that's something if it's good, I'll pay sixty bucks for that. I'll play that. Right, <laughs> right, right. Totally. I'll have to check that out. You said it's called Nostos. Yeah, N-O-S-T-O-S. Okay, cool. I'll check that out. I think it's being developed by um, Net- NetEase. But, um, oh, okay. All right. Uh, where can people find you, like on, on Twitter and, and all that? Yeah, if you uh, just Google Ben Plays VR, uh, everything should pop up. Uh, the YouTube channel and the Twitter and all that jazz. It's pretty much... That's pretty much it. YouTube, Twitter. I don't have a Facebook page or anything. So um, obviously I want them to watch the YouTube channel. So right, right. <laughs> Google that and check it out. And, uh, yeah, it should pop up uh, on the top there. So, All right, Ben. Well, I really, uh, I really appreciated you coming on the show today. It was great talking to you. Um, this went, I, I feel like this went really well. <laughs> yeah, likewise. This has been a pleasure. I appreciate you inviting me. All right. Well, uh, welcome back anytime. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Excellent. all right, well, I guess I'll let you go, man. Uh, talk to you later. You bet. See ya later. Hey, you guys, Dactyl again. Uh, I really got to stop tacking these these outros on, but I always get a little flustered whenever I'm uh, signing people out. So, uh, real quick update: um, I do have a Patreon now. So, if you guys want to help support me, uh, help help me to uh, pay for games where else uh, where where I might not be able to otherwise or uh, just better equipment you know just things to help keep the podcast going make it sound good keep it sounding good um you can find my patreon on patreon just look up dak talk d-a-k-t-a-l-k and as always you can follow me on twitter at dak talk d-a-k-t-a-l-k and i have a discord now too so uh if you would like to join the discord just DM me on Twitter, and then I'll send you a uh, invite. All right. Well, uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode, and uh, I will be back soon. <laughs> Later.